fasten your seatbelt. I am taking you for the ride of your life. I'm going to show you what this car can really do. Are you ready? I am ready. Hang on. Okay. Here we go. Hold on to your butts. Go get him, kid. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Not a tumor at all. If you're going to ask me, so you can go ahead and ask me what you're going to ask me. And my natural response could be to get offended. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week. 30 years in the making. It is the 30-something movie podcast. It is episode number 343, Necessary Roughness. I have with me Patrick and Bo. Pat, how you doing? Great, John. How you doing? Hey, Bo. Doing pretty good, Bo. Yo. Yo, Bo. That's like Yo Joe from G.I. Joe, but it's like Yo Bo. Which might also be a kind of um, yogurt. <laughs> I don't know. Yobo. I don't know. It's late. You made- Can you tell it's late? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, you made me think of Egon and Ghostbusters too when they're trying to like. Uh, Yo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. When they're trying to like bluff their way past the. Uh huh. Yeah. So you're saying we each have an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on our backs? That's right. Mm-hmm. Good, thanks. Safety tip. Safety tip, yep. All right. Well, yes, so this time around we are talking necessary roughness. Um, very, very quickly, we spoil the movies that we talk about, so we just we, we talk freely here, so if you start to hear us mention a movie, we might talk about it a little bit and spoil some things, so just be aware of that. If you have not seen Necessary Roughness, you may want to go watch that one real quick and then come on back later. Otherwise, if you don't care, stick around. Um, head on over to our website, 30podcast.com. You can find all of our past episodes there. Um, and then you can also rate the show, leave us a voicemail. You can find our Patreon page where you can become a co-executive producer. You could even come on the podcast and be a guest host. Um, next week, we are going to have one of our new Patreon co-executive producers, Greta, is going to be on the show with us. She's going to be on here to talk my girl with us. So looking forward to that one next week. So that should be a good time. Um, I Before we get into talking about this one, I, I do have, because this is the first first uh, week of the month for us, so first week of March, um, I do have our This Month in 91. Before I do that, though, because I don't want to forget about this, this movie actually made me really kind of frustrated. My oh. reason being, mm-hmm. because when I am, when I'm at the beginning before each year when I'm trying to sort things into very loosely based themes for each month, I had a collection of movies that I had put together that I was like, Oh, you know what? All of these movies feature kind of a strong female character. So let's have March be the girl power month because we've got things like Thelma and Louise. We've got, um, soap dish. We've got, you know, so we've got all these different movies. We've got uh, fried green tomatoes, my girl, so this one I included in there because, and I had never seen this movie before, and every description that I found for it online 
seemed to indicate that the turning point for this team was when a female place kicker joined the team. Like every description that I read, it was like, and the team finally starts to turn it around when a female place kicker joins. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. All right, cool. That should go in the Girl Power Month. Then I watched the movie and I'm like, wait, where was the female place kicker? Oh, yeah, it was Kathy Ireland. And she was in the movie for like four minutes. Mm-hmm. See, John, the team they were talking about was the movie makers. And mm-hmm. it turned it around because it gave them an excuse to have a shower scene. With yes. Kathy Ireland. With Kathy Ireland. Right. So, yeah, I Which, bumped I mean, that. You know, I, like, that was the whole, yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'll, I'll give them effort points because they didn't make her the damsel in distress that the lineman needed to, like, save more than he had to save the quarterback. You know, like, I mean. Right, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm, good- a, little, I'm a little frustrated in my Internet friends who decided that they would feature. And, and nearly every description of this movie that I read, nearly every plot synopsis, mm-hmm. it really made it sound like the female place kicker was a bigger part of this movie than it really was. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit more frustrated with with any of my Internet friends who were writing uh, plot synopses of this movie and making it sound like that was a big part of the movie. Well, you know, you, if it's on the Internet, it must be true. It's true. It's Abraham, Abraham Lincoln said that. He did. Mm-hmm. He did. He prefers to well, go by. He prefers to go by Abraham Lincoln. From the perspective of the time it was made, I'm sure it was constant a huge part of the movie. Sure. Uh, I'll give you that. I suppose mm. I saw this movie. I don't know about right when it came out, but I saw it a long, long time ago. But when I saw it on the list, I was very excited. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I wouldn't necessarily. So let's make this like its own little week. Like this is just its own little standalone. Cause there's, it's not really like a girl power movie. So I'm not going right. to include that in that theme. So this can be its own little standalone deal right here at the beginning of March. And then, you know, we'll, we'll get onto the rest of it with my girl and the others. Okay. Sports movies with Jonathan Archer. There we I'm go. With you. Sports yeah. It's yeah. It's its own standalone. It's, it's kind of like the Vatican. It's like a little kingdom within a larger country. So. I, what's, the, yes. what's the football movie with Burt Reynolds? Uh, uh, uh Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Why am I blanking on this? Um, <laughs> yes. Um, Stroker Ace. Oh, good grief. I love <laughs> yeah. that movie. Why am I blanking on it? I'm just. I it's, am the walrus. It's not the whole nine yards because that's the Bruce Willis one. I am the walrus. No, Danny. The I Lennon. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm looking it up now. I'm just going to keep the shouting. I'm the walrus. The, the longest, longest yard. yard. Yeah, the prison one, wasn't it? Well, it's the longest yard without the prison. Right. Right. <laughs> well, we, we do still have some prisoners in this one. We do. Yeah. And by Dick Buckus and other uh, yeah. NFL right. players. Right. I All recognized right. a couple of them. Then I saw the list of who was in there, and I'm like, oh, really? I got to go back and watch that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into all that stuff, uh, so this month in 91, jump in the DeLorean with us, if you will. And uh, let's head back about 30 years to this month in 91. So March 1991, here's kind of what was going on. A few big things here and there. Um, So top news in March of 91. This was kind of a busy month. Like sometimes we have these months and I'm like scouring the bottom of the bucket to try to find what happened. And uh, this one, you did not have that same trouble this time around. 
So top news in March of 91. March 3rd, Los Angeles police officers severely beat motorist Rodney King. Uh, the beating is famously yeah. captured on amateur video and later leads to riots when the police officers are acquitted. Well, some things mm. never change, I guess. Yeah. Not, not that I want to get the, the podcast all political or anything, but that was kind of when I when I read that, I was like, yeah, that was 91, wasn't it? Yeah, that was also like two months ago, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, yes. Sad. Yeah. Very sad. Uh, March 14th, The also sad. Uh, I just say that because I'm not a huge Dave Matthews fan. Uh, the Dave Matthews Band for, per, bleh, performed their first show as part of a benefit for the Middle East Children's Alliance. Mm-hmm. All right. And I will say the only reason I'm not a fan of Dave Matthews as much is because I feel like all their songs sound exactly the same. And I I used to make that joke all the time. All their songs sound the same. Yeah. Uh, March 16th, seven members of Reba McIntyre's band are killed in a plane crash. And March 17th, well, this was a busy week. Uh, March 17th, the USSR is dissolved. Wow. So... It's much like Bear down that wall. Much like Iocane powder, it's odorless, tasteless, and dissolves instantly in water. Yep. All right, deaths. I don't know what that has to do with anything. Uh, on March first, Edwin H. Land, the inventor of the Polaroid instant camera, died. He was born in 1909. Uh, top sports for this one: uh, March 23rd, the first World League of American Football, later called NFL Europe, games are played. London beats Frankfurt 24 to 11. Sacramento beats Raleigh Durham uh, and nine to three and. Uh, I can't read the rest of my notes there. So that last game was really important. NFL Europe. First games of NFL Europe. We'll do that one. Uh-huh. Uh, March 24th, WrestleMania 7 at the LA Memorial Sports Arena, California. Hulk Hogan beats Sergeant Slaughter for the WWF heavyweight oh. title. Jeez. Yeah, there you go. Top book was Heartbeat by Danielle Steele. Top movies were Silence of the Lambs, The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. And the top songs were All the Man That I Need by Whitney Houston, Someday by Mariah Carey, One More Try by Timmy T, and Coming Out of the Dark by Gloria Estefan. (laughs) All right. Our movie this time around is Necessary Roughness. Came out 27th of September, 1991. Rated PG-13 with a runtime of 1 hour 48 minutes. Directed by Stan Dragati, who died in 2018. He also directed Mr. Mom and She's Out of Control. Producers were Mace Newfeld and Robert Ream. Newfeld did Beverly Hills Cop 3 and The Saint. Ream did Clear and Present Danger and Patriot Games. Writers were Rick Natkin and David Fuller. Natkin did Purple Hearts and Night of the Juggler. Fuller did The Taking of Beverly Hills and Gang in Blue. Cinematography is done by Peter Stein, who also did Mr. Nanny and Pet Cemetery. Music was done by Bill Conti, who did Rocky and The Right Stuff. Uh, not sure what the budget for this one was, but the box office was 23.6, I'm sorry, 26.3 million. Flick Metrics gives it a 52% average, and Cinema Score gives it a B. Starring Scott Bakula, who played Paul Blake. Uh, he was in Quantum Leap, Star Trek Enterprise, and American Beauty. Hector Alizondo played Coach Ed Gennaro. He was in Pretty Woman, Runaway Bride, and Beverly Hills Cop 3. Robert Loja 
Loja. I always like mispronounce his name sometimes for some reason. Robert Loja, who died in 2015, played coach Wally Rigg. He was in Big, Independence Day, and Scarface. Harley Jane Kozak played Dr. Suzanne Carter. She was in Arachnophobia, When Harry Met Sally, and Parenthood. Larry Miller played Dean Philip Elias. He was in Pretty Woman and The Nutty Professor. Sinbad played Andre Krim. He was in Jingle All the Way and First Kid. Fred Thompson, who died in 2015, played Carver Purcell. He was in The Hunt for Red October and No Way Out. Rob Schneider played Chuck Niederman. He was in Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, and Men Behaving Badly. Jason Bateman played Jarvis Edison. He was in Bad Words and the TV show Arrested Development. Andrew Brynarski played Wyatt Beaudry. He was in Street Fighter and Any Given Sunday. Dwayne Davis played Featherstone. He was in The Program and Beetlejuice. And Kathy Ireland played Lucy Draper. She was in Alien from L.A. and Loaded Weapon 1. Tasked with overhauling a university football team that was dismantled for breaking collegiate rules, coaches Wally Riggendorf and Ed Gennaro pick unusual players, new players, like junior professor Andre Krim and 30-something quarterback Paul Blake. As Paul courts professor Suzanne Carter, the team struggles until the arrival of a female place kicker who bolsters the squad as it gets ready to challenge its big rival. This year, the Texas State Armadillos are a little short on talent. Uh, Show me the arms, Throw the ball, genius. How about that? He stinks at two sports. But Coach Riggs thinks he knows where to find it. I never saw anybody fire that football the way you did. Maybe you should stay here with all your high school trophies. I wonder just how great you might have been. Now Paul Blake is back to finish the season he started 16 years ago. I hope he gets younger as he gets closer. Whoa, a 40-year-old freshman? Yeah, maybe he knew Elvis. We're taught to respect our elders. Well, I'm not that old. Trying to win with raw talent won't be easy. Again! Because this is as raw as it gets. Once more! Come on now! That's better! We'll be the laughing stock of college football. Blow the whistle! Blow the whistle! What do you think we are now? It has to be your team. Hey, come on, you don't want to mess with us. We're nobodies. I want someone to be their leader, not to leave them behind. This Armadillo team is on a roll after last week's non-loss. Nobody thinks a team of wannabes, led by a has-been, can make it through the season. Hold on, top, Fumble. You guys got a hell of a lot of energy left considering we lost by 40 points. Fumble But the Armadillos are taking it one game at a time. (laughs) That's what happened to wrestling, man. Women take over the sport, man. What we need to do is get crazy. (laughs) We need to get wild. (laughs) We need to... Hey, little doggy, you about to get fixed. Necessary roughness. I've been waiting for you. You should be waiting for the guy to cut your hair. I do love me a little fumble ruski. Yeah, this was this was a fun one. This was starting off with the first question: How does this movie make you feel? I had never seen this movie before, um, and I will say it 
you know, I, there was nothing unique about it, uh, but it was just fun. Like it's, I, I'm watching this and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is pretty much like, like, like every other sports comedy movie, um, you know, and, and obviously some of them, some of them did it better and more memorable, but it's fun. So that's kind of where I land with this one. Um, so kind of throwing those questions together, how does this movie make you feel? And when was the first time you saw this? Or, you know, is this the first time you watched it for the podcast? I saw it many moons ago. I'm not sure if we saw it in the theater. I, I doubt that, but we saw it on VHS. We found it at Blockbuster and, and it's not one I go back to that often. If I stumble upon it, I'll stop and watch it. Um, I, I, I just enjoy it. It's, it's major league on a football field and, and major league might be one of my favorite comedies of all time. So, you know, um, there's even a, even a little bit on IMDb about how they pattern the poster after major league because it, you know, had done so well, they're like, well, if this worked, so I have a hunch there was more than just a poster, uh, sort of had this pattern after major league. What was it rated? Is this R? PG-13. Okay, then I think I might have seen this in the theater with some friends. If Hmm. not... Oh, I'd buy that. We... If not, we watched it at their house, like, pretty Hmm. close after. I remember seeing it with friends. Sleepover kind of fodder for sure. Yeah. Guys hanging out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with everything you guys said. Um, I think I'll leave it at that. I agree with everything you guys said. Yeah. So this was, um, Bo, you already kind of mentioned the poster for this was kind of modeled after uh, Major League and the Major League poster. And I think most of what I've read about this one is that they basically took Major League and they said, hey, um, that one was good and it was popular and it made a bunch of money. Let's do another one just like it. But with football. But with football and and college. And so I think I, from what I understand, like that's basically what this movie is supposed to be. It was just like, let's take, let's, let's just be real cheap about this and let's take the formula that worked pretty well and let's just do another one and we'll see how much money we can make. All the telltale signs are there. I mean, you've yeah. got the aging, you know, you've got the aging star. You've got a young guy who's only so good, but if he focuses, he just could be the next thing. I mean, it's all there. Mm-hmm. It's a formula that they plug in and it's good for a laugh. Yeah. So as we start off the movie, uh, you get some scenes at the very beginning of the our eventual quarterback on the farm uh you know making some of his passes at these uh, scarecrows that he has set up with the pads on them um and uh you know obviously you can you can kind of foreshadow what's going to happen there but uh we learned pretty early on that the the basis for this movie is that the uh, Texas State armadillos have had their entire team, except for one guy, uh, entirely decimated because they broke a whole bunch of uh, collegiate rules. So the coach is out, the team is out, the one guy that like never played a game at all, um, he's still on the team, but other than that, everybody's gone. So uh, basically they need to find some replacements. 
which is another movie just like this one. Um, I was going to say, The Replacements, another another, uh, similar genre. Yeah. Um, and so they go out to find the replacements and you, you kind of get where it's going to go from there. Like you're going to have, basically they just have to go out and like, and I think at one point they're even announcing on the PA system. Like if you're interested in being on the football team, come to the field at this time. And it's, it's basically, you know, whoever wants to, if you've even thought of playing football, if you've watched a football game, if you know what a football is, football is, it was like that year in the NFL when they had to replace all the refs. Yeah. And uh, yes. you remember that? <laughs> they had all the refs that were like not uh, knew far more than I did, but were not used to refing or officiating at NFL games. And they said it was like open season because they, like they could just not think the game was going too fast. Yeah, it, it was that kind of thing. Do you look good in stripes? Can you throw a yellow flag? Come be a referee. Why, yes, I can. Yes, I can. Yes, sir, I can. <laughs> so yeah, we kind of uh, we we kind of move fairly quickly, and we we find out that uh, the potential new coach Ed Gennaro, played by Hector Elizondo, um, he is uh, he's kind of working as a as an analyst on almost like an ESPN type show, and they're they come to him and they're like, hey, you. Uh, were like a really honest guy and uh you know you, you built uh you know you, you've built kind of honest programs before it, this is what you've always wanted to do like start from scratch build an honest program that's you know not going to have anybody messing around breaking rules stuff like that you get you know free reign to do whatever you need to do just just come here and be our coach and uh, as we get into some of those first early scenes where they're doing the uh doing some of the drills and the practices um you know it, this movie does have I said earlier that I do feel like this movie is not super memorable um, just because there are so many other movies that are just like it. And if given the choice, I'm probably going to go watch Major League again before I watch this movie again. Um, But much like Major League and some of these others, it does have some great one liners in a lot of these different scenes. Like the some of the ones that made me laugh out loud were the ones were like, oh, what do you know? Stinks in two sports. (laughs) Or so I, there were a few others that just kind of at that uh, at that very beginning part was uh, you know just some different. Um, we're trying to get him to throw the ball. He's like, "Show me the arm." And he like doesn't he like put up a bicep or something like that? No, throw the ball, you idiot! Get up, Wally. People are watching. Yeah, yeah. not many. They're watching. <laughs> yeah. Bumbleaya, Bumblerooski. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was I mean, it they knew now- enough to put that in the trailer mm-hmm. because that's funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like that's that is something that my brother and I took from this movie, and we have used for thirty years. Yeah, like we will say Fumbleaya and Fumblerooski sitting at the bar watching football on a Sunday afternoon. Like that is something that will come out of our mouths, and it is from this. Now, so yeah. I have a question with that. His character, Rob Schneider's character in this movie, does he repeat that in another movie somewhere? Yes. Because I have I had not seen this movie, but part of me was like, because part of me was like, does he do that in the Water Boy? I think it is. But see, but in the Water Boy, in the Water Boy, or in a Saturday Night Live sketch, or both. It's it must be. 
It must be a Saturday Night Live sketch then, because in the Water Boy, doesn't he just keep playing the the one Cajun guy that keeps saying, "You can do it." Oh, you know what? It's the Saturday Night Live sketch, the copy room. Yeah, oh, it is. It's, That's the one I'm thinking of. It's the copy room uh, sketch. Yeah. Making copies. Wait a minute. As 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 a hard time of you guys give me for like the it's Pat. You guys don't know the copy room. Uh, the copy room. No, you know, no I do. Right. That's. I just you, couldn't place it. I was like, oh, when? Okay, okay. I'm like, when else does he talk like this? Because it. Oh, and it was driving me nuts. I was running through movies. I wasn't even thinking of Saturday Night Live. I was see, and I was going to come up with a big like football reference and say this is like when you draft a player because they are really good at something, and you draft a playmaker. They put him in there. It's like getting to like an awesome punt return guy. We don't we don't need you to like. We're not going to make you a wide receiver. We're not going to make you. A, we just need you to return punts. Okay. Like they just put him in and said, do your shtick. And I thought that I, I don't, I think he did a good job. It fit within the role he had to play. And it wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? I, I thought, I thought he, I thought he fit in there pretty nicely. Yeah, no, that that's totally. I yeah, I was not even thinking TV. I was trying to. I was scanning all the Rob Schneider movies in my head. And I was like, what other movie does he do that in? Because I just can't. I'm trying to place it, and I'm trying to do like football movies. Because I'm like, where else would he have said that? It, no, absolutely, it was Saturday Night Live making copies. And then there's a and then in the movie Little Giants. There's a play called The Fumble Rootski. Okay, which is. Which is a takeoff of the old, the annexation of Puerto Rico play, which, yeah, not mm-hmm. the point. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like, you know, kind of just jumping in and talking quotes in this movie. There were just, there were so many fun little one-liners in this movie. Welcome and, to football. What's that? Welcome to football. Yeah. Welcome to football. <laughs> Holy Columbus, Ohio. How many timeouts do we have? Three. We take them all right now. Take them all right now. Yeah. Welcome to Billy Bob's, the only bar with its own indoor bull ride in arena. <laughs> yeah, that tells nope. you a lot right there. Next time I invite you out with the guys, keep your white butt at home. I thought you said you wanted to party. Art. <laughs> <laughs> And I do love when the when the convicts come out. The one of them is like, "I don't feel so good. I think I swallowed a finger." <laughs> it's uh, Evander Holyfield, I think, isn't it? Yep. Yep. Yeah. The irony. Mm-hmm. He had not had his ear bit off yet, though, right? Oh, no. it was a couple years later. That'd be that a few happened, years after. Yeah. Like that happened. What ninety six? Yeah. Was it probably. that late? Yeah, probably around then. 96 or 97. Mm-hmm. We need Dennis back on here. Dennis didn't know that stuff. He, yeah. he would totally know. But I mean, just a list of, of convict football players is enough. I mean, Butkus, Earl Campbell, Roger Craig, Tony Corset, mm-hmm. Evander Holyfield, Ed Patel Jones, Jim Kelly, Jerry Rice, Herschel Walker, Randy White. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's outstanding. Yeah. Uh huh. And some of those guys, you don't really know what they look like. Cause they always play behind a helmet and, and been out of the game just long enough. And I was just young enough, but you knew Lucas. And he gets off the bus and you're like, wait a minute. Who are the rest of those guys? Yeah. <laughs> so that's Steve Lucas. 
And you might have picked Jerry Rice out of a lineup, right? Because he had recently retired, I think. Yeah. And then you're like, wait a minute. Who are the rest of these guys? And then you started to figure it out. And you're like, okay, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, back then I thought Sinbad was still funny. So I enjoyed his his whole shtick was good. I And maybe it's just because he never, like, over, they never overused him. I always enjoyed him. Like, yeah. I, I remember some of his stand-up enjoying it. I thought he was really good on A Different World. I thought he was good in this. I thought he would. I, I, yeah. What happened to him? You know, I mean. Yeah, I really, I, I don't know. He started doing movies and some of the movies weren't that great. And he just sort of disappeared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Larry Miller playing the, playing the Dean is awesome. <laughs> He's just that that guy you want to hate, and they want you to hate him. You know, I, I, like whenever it's time to kind of like call shenanigans on the movie, I, I'm ready to call some shenanigans on the dean. Oh yeah, go for it. Do it. Okay, okay, John. We're gonna we're gonna need a lot of sucking up here. Go ahead and do it. You. We're gonna, was that a quote? Did yeah, I forget his, that? It was his character in Pretty Woman. Oh, that's right. When he was the clerk um, at the store. Okay, and he's, that's And, and right. Richard Gere is like, we're going to need a lot more sucking up than that. He's like, well, sir, I can tell you're a very powerful man. And you also, not me, her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Go, ahead. go, shenanigans. John. I have only visited Texas. You grew up there. Okay. This college had a winning football team, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And like that was <clears throat> like the '90s was right when we were getting into the whole, you know, the scandal of um, oh my gosh, the you know the 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 alumni association run amok and uh, football, and that's when you know I'll just say still maybe when we thought of it as collegiate sports, as opposed to the basically the proxy for the minor leagues in football, I'll just, I'll just leave it at that. You know, I don't want to get too wind and off about it. Is there any college in Texas that would have a Dean that would want to destroy the football team and still have their job? I'm just saying that to me is like, what? In Texas, <clears throat> yeah, what? Anywhere but Texas. Anywhere, and I'm, and here's what I'm going to say. And I, I, okay, and like, I went to school up in Wisconsin. All right, it was state law that you root for the Packers, and it was like a large percentage of the state rooted for uh, Madison as well, right? And I mean, I, like. I got to be honest, like I get in trouble with my family. Why do I root for the Packers? I went to school in Wisconsin and it was state law that you root for the Packers. I don't care who you were. You could be the most like literary, collegiate, liberal arts education. I've got eight degrees and like I have all the fancy sashes at graduation. And like, dude, when the Packers were playing, like, you were rooting for the Packers and you knew the Packers were playing and I don't care. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just going to say 
and I, and I didn't even process this when I was a kid and watched this movie, but now I'm watching it and saying, that guy doesn't exist. That guy would not exist. And if that guy existed, like, so I'm just, I'll take my comments off the air. Is there anywhere? And I'm talking like Wisconsin with the Packers. My understanding is that Texas likes their football. And I'm just saying, is there anywhere, anywhere, is there any crevice of Texas that you could have someone that works at a college that is trying to kill the football team and lives to tell the tale? Uh, You just, uh, um, Pat, I'm going to answer your question by asking if you have ever experienced the healing love of the 50 yard line. Yeah. And, 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 and furthermore, yes. and furthermore, if you just invite Tom Landry into your heart, yeah. um, all you have to do is there's, there's a special prayer that you say, and, and Tom Landry will come and he will live in your heart. Um, and, and then at that point on you're saved and, and, right. and you're fine. And is well, that, is that prayer stars at night are big and bright. Yep. Dang it, Boomhauer, just because the Cowboys have a bad season or two, or five, doesn't give you the right to abandon them. Right, guys? Although, I guess if we root for the Texans, it doesn't mean we'd have to stop rooting for the Cowboys. Well, they are in different conferences, so it'd only be a problem if they played in the Super Bowl. An all-Texas Super Bowl. His will be done. Well, I mean, that's why there's God's stadium, but you have right? To, you have to be in the basement of the Alamo when you say it. I mean, that's... Alamo that's, is the home field, you know. Yeah. Isn't, isn't Texas the home of God's stadium? Yes, that is uh, Cowboys Stadium. Right. That, that's why that's, there was a hole in the roof, yep. Yeah, that's <laughs> that was my understanding. Yeah, so God can I mean, watch his team play. That's right. Yep. So I'm sitting there watching this movie, and I'm like, this doesn't exist. This is <laughs> this like... Is, this is what's funny is... Bo is laughing at this. If any of my family in Texas would <laughs> yeah. be listening to this, they wouldn't be laughing. They'd just be like, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand what's I'm, so funny about that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and again, I know I'm, I'm, I'm mixing states and I, and all that, yeah. but that's like when I say it's state law, you root for the Packers mm-hmm. and everyone kind of, yeah, no. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. that's the thing. So I found that. And then the other thing is like, we're going to, we're going to kill the football program so we can get money that is being wasted. And I'm just like, okay, I I don't like, that's not how college funding works. You have the football program so that then you can fund all the other thing. I mean, you you have the football program so you can continue to have the college. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, well, let's let's put it this way, Pat. When, uh, when I was in high school, (laughs) there was another kid who had moved into town, same high school. He was originally from Texas as well. Yeah. And growing up, like I, I had always wanted to play football. I wanted to play football. I wanted to play baseball. And for some reason or another, my mom, I don't know if it was, I, I would imagine it was my mom because my dad played football. Um, I never got signed up for like little league stuff. I never got signed up mm-hmm. for like the boys league football stuff. Never any of that growing up. And uh, always wanted to, but I don't know that I ever, I don't know if I ever got a reason why. Um and I just remember that this other kid, when he found out I was from Texas too, he's like, "Oh, cool! So, uh, so where'd you play? Uh, where'd you play football?" And I was like, "No, I, I didn't." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, so you play? You play baseball?" And 
No, I didn't play baseball. No, like Little League. Little, like, where'd you play Little League? Like, no, I, I didn't. So wait, you didn't play <laughs> football or baseball and you grew up in Texas? I'm like, yeah. Were you like an orphan or something? <laughs> no. just my, I don't think my mom would let me. So, no, yeah, it's... um. It's a, it's a very different animal down there. Yeah. Um, you know, you'll go by, and, and I've gone to visit family, like, down in Austin and around that area, and pretty much anywhere. I mean, you can go, and, and, and I kid you not, there are places where this is absolutely true. You will have a school building, and let's say maybe it's a middle school, a high school, whatever the case may be. You will have a school building that might not have seen the the loving hands of an architect or 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 builder you know renovate this <laughs> thing in three or four decades sitting right next to a massive state-of-the-art football field mm-hmm. i guarantee mm-hmm. you there there are multiple mm-hmm. places where i've seen this in texas mm-hmm. and yes it is not it is not even an exaggeration to say that football is a religion in Texas. And I know there's a few other states where it's kind of the same way. Like I know uh, friends and family live in Nebraska. It's the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like football is a religion in Nebraska. Um, you know, Oklahoma is another one. I know we got a lot of friends uh, listen to the show from Oklahoma. Um, and I'm, I'm kind hello of like, boys. yeah, uh, hello boys. Um, and uh, I just, I gotta be careful with some of my comments later when I mention like, you know, when we talk about like favorite college fight songs and things like that i'm I'm probably gonna say some stuff related to the texas longhorns that are not gonna make them happy but that's okay um but no i know i was i'm i'm just prefacing it now so that they can get prepared and it's I'm not going to make any criticisms or anything else. We're not going to get invited back for the next Star Wars special. I know. It's okay. I don't think there is another Star Wars. Mercifully, there's not another. Star Wars holiday special. The Lego one? Okay. That's funny. Yeah. Um, (sighs) No. Yes. There would. I don't think I'd be exaggerating to say there would never be a dean of a college anywhere <laughs> that not only would would he not have his job anymore i'm not sure uh, he'd be alive anymore no no oh, you have hired the guy is the short answer you know let's, yeah. let's just put it this way i remember growing up and we had we had uh, advertisements for uh, paste picante sauce down oh, in texas and, yeah. and and if you weren't eating the paste picante sauce the end of the commercial was he doesn't have paste Get a rope. Get a rope. Yep. This stuff's made in New York New City. New York City, yep. New York City. No, I... Get a rope. Yeah, so, so I, I like, watch that, and I'm like, what? And that, and that's the beginning of what kind of, I, I don't want to say fell apart, like, for the movie, but that, that piece of it just seemed so, like, it didn't... It was it almost was too like, much of a caricature. Yes, and, like, every little thing, like, just he was like he couldn't hang right he was i mean he was yeah like like even in even in major league you have characters that are that are caricatures right but he almost i mean it almost seemed like in this movie it was almost like cartoon levels yes of of caricature and they never pay it off a caricature of the bean from animal house yeah, which is a caricature of a bean to begin with right i mean it was just and he marched onto the football it's like multiplicity. Stadium. It's like multiplicity. When you make a copy of a copy, it doesn't turn out well. When you <laughs> marched into the football stadium at the end, he had all the tests, I guess, or whatever. I like pizza. But that <laughs> never went anywhere. 
Like he never right. got the tests or had the showdown. It was like, well, that didn't even pay off. That, yeah. Did that scene end up on the cutting? Like, why didn't he push the, like, uh, yeah. So I really, I struggled with that whole thing mightily. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I, I mean, and it's a comedy movie. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Like that whole character. And I, I like the actor and he can really bring it. With, mm-hmm. I mean, he has the resting like, but there are some moments in there that are like, uh, have you ever, it, so this movie is supposed to take place in Texas. Have you ever been to Texas? Mm-hmm. Did, did you talk to anybody from Texas? Cause yeah, even if you want to make fun of it, like not going to happen that way. And, and I, I gotta be honest, like I almost saw more this time, like I see where they were trying for major league, but it ended up just kind of being a clone. Mm-hmm. But then I saw a whole bunch of room for X, you know, like really writing some pretty interesting plot lines in there and writing some pretty interesting stories in there, but they never went past the superficial level. Like everything, it was mile wide inch deep kind of mm-hmm. thing. Right. I, I would have I would have loved it if they had the the things I wish they would have expanded on were and I, I already mentioned how I was kind of disappointed in this anyway was most of the descriptions that I read of this movie really seemed to make it sound like the female place kicker was going to have a much bigger role in yeah. this and there's part of me that's like that would have made this movie more unique for me mm-hmm. if like that mm-hmm. was the pivotal part and and maybe even it's it's the case where and then if i mean it's 1991 but maybe maybe then you go too far into a direction where part of me was like okay when is this female place kicker thing going to show up because i kept watching the whole movie thinking like well i thought this was supposed to be like a more prominent piece of the story and then i thought well maybe he's going to get hurt and the only way they can win the game is to kick a field goal Mm-hmm. And then there were several instances where, like, okay, maybe they're going to do that. They're going to kick. Well, no, but if they kick a field goal, they're still not going to win. So, like, what's the? Where is that going to come in? And it never did. And so, and there were moments right. where I was like, I just, I wish this would be more of the story. Like that's that to me is an interesting, unique enough part of the story that's like, let's go that route. And actually, I wanted to see more of the relationship between uh, Manu Mata. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Between him and Kathy Ireland's character, was it? Yeah, Lucy, I think was her name. Um, like, I want to see more of that because he was very, like, he was very protective of her with the other guys around. Um, you know, and just I, I really liked his character, even though you don't really see him too much. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did like the one line, and it wasn't even necessarily meant to be a funny line. I think it was meant to be more of like a heartwarming line. It was uh, when they're playing in the one game and he goes to the quarterback and he, he tells him that uh, he's going to block for him. He's like, Mr. Blake, he'll never touch you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, that's kind of cool. Like, I like that line. But I wish, you know, that the characters I wish I could have seen more of. And, and unfortunately, I like Scott Bakula, but in this movie, I was like, yeah, I could, you know, give or take. I don't really care all that much. The characters I kind of wish I could have seen more of were Coach Gennaro. Uh, Hector Elizondo's character, uh, Manu Mano, the I think he was the center, um, and then uh, Lucy, the kicker, Kathy Ireland's mm-hmm. character. I was like, those characters to me are interesting and they've got some unique qualities to them, 
but they really get underused in this movie. The coach, maybe not quite as much. I mean, he gets, you know, he gets plenty of airtime in this movie, but those other ones, it's like, I, I wish I could have seen more of them because they're more interesting to me than the rest of this that's going on. Yeah. But Other, otherwise the, it's your typical college sports movie. You're going to get in a bar fight. You're going to yeah. you know, play a bunch of convicts in a football team, in a football scrimmage. You're going to, yeah. you know, and nothing like went deep. All these, yeah. oh, this would have been cool to, to have this be a center point. The whole coaching thing. I mean, you remember, remember the, t- you remember, remember the Titans and you've got the two different coaches like trying to, you know what I'm saying? Like make it all work. Okay. That was a little bit more of a serious movie, a little bit more, it, you know, you have the replacements and you have the Gene Hackman character, you know, his coach was, had something to prove, right? And in, there was a boy. In in Texas, in Texas, we we call Remember the Titans the Book of Titans, chapter three, verse twenty-two. <laughs> there we go, going to church. Well, in this, you didn't get any like, you didn't get any growth of the the relationship between the two coaches, right? And at the end, it's like, oh, you got to take over. Here's the game book. <gasps> Your game book. Well. Nothing built up to that. That doesn't like, why is that such a momentous thing? You guys look like you worked well together and you were good friends. Like one of these in the hospital and the other one isn't and like is going to win. And okay, but he wears the suit and then the suit doesn't give him the power. So pulling the suit off does give him the power. And it was like, that could have been a really good plot line. And you teased it out. And don't tell me you didn't tease it out because you had, like you're going to use you do the defense. I'm going to run the offense and we're going to split it right down the middle. And who do we sound? Who does this sound like? And if you don't know enough about football, it's really on the nose. Cause the guy's wearing a Chicago bears hat. I mean, and it was like, you know, I mean, it's like, and what was this 1991? We were yeah. still, we were still like, we weren't even into the rebuilding years at that point. Right. Don't worry. We're just rebuilding. I mean, when did Ditka go to the Saints? Just around that time, right? So yeah, something like that. You, you still had the coach going on, and I'm just like, come on. You're wearing a Chicago Bears hat. You set it up like I'm running the defense, and then all of a sudden nothing pays off. And it was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And you could have kept it still as a like a goofy sports comedy movie and still had these things. Yes. Like you could have taken some of these characters or some of these plot points a little bit deeper, but still, you know, for the people that are probably listening to us right now going, guys, you're, 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 you're taking this too seriously. It's a this is goofy football, sports. Man. Just have fun with it. Yeah, totally. Like you can totally just have fun with this movie. But I think the point that I think the point we're trying to make, and I don't want to put words in your guys' mouths, but I think the point we're trying to make is you could have still had your goofy sports football movie like a major league or, you know, one of those others, um, and still done some interesting things with some of these characters and some of these plot points. Yeah, I think so. Or, I mean, I gotta be honest with you, like blue chips. I know it's a different, you know, sports ball type movie. Um, blue chips. I really enjoyed watching that movie. I really did. You know, you had your cameos, you had, and I thought it was a really good story. And that dealt with the whole, you know, college um, sports in college run amok uh, kind of um, what am I trying to say? The people that graduate alumni mm-hmm. alumni thing and, and that whole deal. I mean, and that wasn't as much of a comedy. That was a little bit more serious. 
you could have gone that route or not and just go major league, but don't, but don't just go for laughs at the expense of a story and compelling characters. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you, you gotta have something, you know, you have got to have something bringing you in. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And, and again, like none of these relationships and it's unfortunate because you had acting talent in the movie. You had interesting characters in the movie. You had like all the setups. I mean, it was right there. That was kind of, that was, that was some of the shenanigans I felt like once I grew past the age of junior high kid seeing this seeing this movie again is it just kind of felt like eh. now i will say one of the other scenes that i that i really enjoyed in this as part of a goofy sports movie was when you had the one guy doing all the samurai moves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like all the all the like karate kicks and everything else and then you've got the the announcer now how could the ref call that that was a clean kick to the face mask (laughs) yeah it was good but even that when guy the announcer like is the play by play of that. It's hysterical. Yeah. 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 Well, he, when they, and then the referee comes back and starts saying, you know, calling all the different penalties and he, yes. he's naming the techniques and the, <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. Well, and I'm just going to say, you talk about a sign of the times with this movie, making it look dated. Look at how they treat the army guy. Right. Like that guy was a complete, caricature right of of what we all kind of that was that was in the that was almost more in the stripes mold Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying how they wrote that character and it's sort of like interesting because you have you know you you've you've got like what what's all come out you know platoon has come out Mm -hmm. born on the fourth of july has got all those movies have come out but then also you've got things like like the abyss where the army guy goes nuts, you know, it's, it's the guy goes psycho and stuff. So it almost became like, you know, if you're going to put an army guy in there, the army guy is going to be like the teacher in uh, back to school, right? It's just going to be some like crazy person, you know, and we're fresh off the Gulf war and it's sort of like, dude, we can take anybody out, you know, like that, that was the attitude, right? Like, I don't think if you did this movie today, I don't think that's how you would write, uh, like the, the army veteran character. And I gotta be honest with you. I mean, you're going to laugh at at stuff. And I, I was kind of like borderline, like, is this okay to be like, I, mm, you know, and that's sort of like, well, you know, I've been we've been living in a country that's been at war for 20 years and there's people serving around the world and, you know, getting seriously injured and seriously killed in the in the you know what I'm saying, in the line of duty. And it's just like that. I don't know. That just seemed very dated. That whole that whole character. When I watched there's it, there's a few there's a few things that you you can tell. It's hitting 30 years for sure. Well, and it was like back at that point, it was, like I said, we were just fresh off the Gulf War. We were transitioning into kind of like a peacetime military after like a very, you know what I'm saying? Like in that, that whole. (laughs) I do like the other, while we were talking about some other um, 
quotes and other things. And I think maybe that's, that's one of the best, uh, set of like the one-liners and the quotes is the announcer. Like you mentioned, Bo, mm -hmm. there's that one where he's, <laughs> he's like, he's in the end zone. I'm waiting for a flag. I'm waiting. There's no flag. There should be. <laughs> like he just, he does a great job as the announcer. Yeah. Epic theme. The Bill Conti theme. Yeah. When that came on, when, and all he does is, I mean, that's truly like that theme tells you everything you need to know about that character. That theme is, you know, he comes running mm -hmm. up in the tractor, riding up in the tractor, I should say. And uh, that theme is just, I mean, that's like totally in the mold of Rocky. Like, you know, okay, this guy's the underdog. This guy's the guy that never got a shot. This guy's going to train hard, rise up and win. You knew that all within the first couple of minutes. But I like the way they did it, you know, with the, I mean, and it even had, so it had like the Rocky-esque fanfare brass stuff. And then it had like that, that like kind of eighties guitar that you hear in obviously the nineties, but I mean, uh, uh, you know, young guns and, uh, days of thunder, you know, you know, kind of a, uh, you know, that kind of a rock lick in there with the brass fanfare. So. I mean, it just sets you up for epic movie. The problem was, if I remember right, like that was the only real distinctive musical cue in there where Rocky had all those themes and rich music throughout. This had that epic theme and that was it. And that's kind of, again, I'd watch it again, love the actors that are in there. But that was kind of this movie. There was a really cool theme, a really cool idea, but it never went much deeper than that. Yeah, either no follow through or something they could have repeated. They didn't repeat. Yeah, same thing. I, I really beyond that original, beyond that first theme, I don't know that I really noticed the music for the rest of the movie, unless it was a pop song or something like that. Unless it was a song, like right. otherwise, I don't know that I really noticed much of the score beyond that. Right. All right. Was well, there anything else we want to say about this one before we get into three questions? Just that it brings back memories and it's good fun. Yeah, it's good fun. I felt like I, I kind of, I, I tried, I, I tried to call just some shenanigans on the movie, and I, I maybe overly roasted it. It was, uh, it was a fun movie. Yeah, no, fun, fun football movie, Texas football. So say we all. Amen. He asks each traveler five questions. Three questions. Three questions. It's impossible to answer. Impossible because you don't know the answer. Nobody could answer that question. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, three questions. Question number one, favorite class in college. What was the favorite class you took in college? <laughs> for me, it was uh, trumpet lessons, being part of the trumpet studio, and weekly, you know, just chance to study the trumpet professor that kind of became my, well, not kind of, that became my mentor and, and really just, that was, you know, awesome for trumpet. Awesome for getting my head on straight. 
I took a history class that I really liked. The, the professor just was fun. You know, it was, uh, an early history, too. It was like U.S. history from 1700 to 1900, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had a couple of different classes that I really enjoyed. Um, one in particular was the, and actually I took both of his classes. They were each semester classes. And one was the history of war from uh, prehistory. How did he title it? Prehistory to, was it 1666? And then the second class, the second semester was uh, history of war from 1666 to the modern age. And I remember he deal. The professor said he was he was fun. He would uh, when we'd have commencement at the end of the year. He played the bagpipes as everybody per, uh, processed in, and uh, cool. he was also the one I remember at the beginning of each class, especially when it was the um, kind of the the fall winter semester. Um, at the beginning of class, he'd be like, okay, well, here's the syllabus, and I'm just going to take a few minutes to go over this. Uh, here are my office hours, and and frankly, you, you can call me at any time. Like, this number here is actually my home number. You can call this, um, but I want to make this very clear. If there, and I went, to, I went to University of Illinois. He said, I want to make this very clear. If you call me during an Illini basketball game, I will not answer the phone. Not only that, I may check the caller ID and see who it is that called me during an Illini basketball game. Do not call me during an Illini basketball game. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yes, sir. Noted. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So I did. I really enjoyed his class. My favorite, though, I think would be my creative writing class. Um, that guy, we, the, the class was probably like 10, 12 people at most. And, uh, he was, he was just a lot of fun. Like he never called anybody by their real name. The first class, you know, he, he would ask each person questions and then he'd come up with a nickname based on whatever question he'd ask you. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that we, 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 so in the entire class, we never, I don't even remember some of those people's real names. Like we just all went by nicknames. And I remember one of those, um, I took his class for several semesters in a row. And one of those, we ended the class by going to the, uh, one of the little pubs. Um, you went, Bo, when you came down to visit one time, we went to that Murphy's pub. Yes. yes. So our, our last class of the semester, we went to Murphy's and we all sat around a big table and he bought the first round of shots for everybody. And basically mm -hmm. what we did was we ran around the table and he's like, all right, everybody, you have read everyone else's stories this semester. We're just going to go around the table. Uh, what grade do you think John should get? <laughs> and, and I mean, everybody was like. Uh, well, you know, his, his first stories were, um, you know, they were pretty good and, and he seemed to progress well as the semester went on. So, you know, I'd, I'd give his first stories maybe like a, like a C plus, but then I, by the end of the, by the end of the semester, I'd say, you know, that's probably like a B plus. And he'd look around the table and he'd be like, B plus, B plus, everybody B plus. All right. Yeah. I'm feeling a B plus too. So, all right, there you go. There's your grade B plus. <laughs> All right. What about, well, you know, this one didn't, I mean, he didn't even show up for like half the classes. Everybody thinking maybe like C minus D plus for that one. Okay, cool. And that was how we did final grades for that class. Nice. That's awesome. Okay. That's, I, something tells me this is probably not kosher, but, um, you know, <laughs> but you gotta be plus. So, hey, whatever. I gotta be plus. So I'm going to shut up and, and, uh, I'm 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 gonna drink my drink. I'm gonna be a I'm gentleman. I'm gonna drink. drink my drink. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna take yeah. my B plus and and then I'm gonna go home. 
So, all right. Question number two, favorite Scott Bakula character. That's a tough one. I think I probably go back to quantum leap okay. just because, but, but I, I, but there are several, but I'll let you guys answer. I, for me, it's, it's a little bit of a toss up between a Sam Beckett and a Jonathan Archer. Yeah. So between, uh, between enterprise and, and quantum leap, I, you yeah. know, in terms of what I enjoyed as a kid and an adult, I'd probably have to go quantum leap. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he is probably he is probably one of my favorite Star Trek captains. So beyond Captain Picard, right? Cold. Right, right, right. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd say you know plus one for uh, Enterprise, and the fact that he was the only Star Trek captain to have a beagle. So. Okay, did I just did I say Enterprise or did I say another show? No, you said Enterprise. You said Enterprise. Okay, good. Yeah. All of a sudden, I said it, and then in my mind, yeah. I'm like, it's one of those where I, I didn't. I'm like, did I mess oh, yeah. that up? No, you you got it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do you got, Pat? You plus one for Enterprise, or you're gonna plus plus one for Enterprise? Okay. Like I'd I'd have to go through and like look at his <clears> filmography, <throat> and and then Quantum Leap is the you know, that's how we got to know him. Right. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm plus winning on on Enterprise and yeah. Okay. I'm 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 scrolling through the I'm scrolling through the IMDb. So I'll cycle back if okay. You know, Bo, what have you got? Can you narrow it down? I think I might give uh, I might put a Wayne Pride from NCIS Los Angeles out there. Um, okay a fun character he gets to play um he made some choices with the writing that i wouldn't have made but i think the character itself is very nuanced and cool and he has a lot of fun with it and he really um really throws himself into the new orleans of it all mm-hmm. which i think is fun yeah i'm trying to i was looking on here earlier i was like i i mean i know i've seen him in a bunch of different things but i'm just trying to kind of narrow down like he was in that show with Andre Brower, the men of a certain age. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of movies and things. Oh, I forgot he was in a bunch of episodes of Murphy Brown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and then question number three, favorite college fight song. I'm gonna jump in. I'm gonna jump in there first. I don't know him offhand. You know, like I mean, I played one fight song. Well, this would be high school, so I guess. Well, I know Vernon Hills. Doesn't Vernon Hills? Do Vernon Hills have their own? Mm -hmm. I I would imagine they do. Uh, The tune is a ripoff of Ohio State, though. Okay. Okay. Tune is Ohio State, and then we have our own words to it. Gotcha. I, I'm just saying all the pep band nights. I want to say that, but I just don't no. know the fight songs. You know what I'm saying? So I'll funny, just be, funny uh, thing is years later, I still remember, I still remember the uh, Libertyville high school fight song. Me too. That's awesome. Sing it in my sleep. It's not one of the best, but I remember it. Yeah. 
Well, I remember singing it, and then by the end of the time, by the end of singing it in the middle of the pep assembly, we're all just in like a giant pile jumping on each other. Well, yeah, it's because you guys are idiots, but that's a whole other conversation. Well, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I was one of those like all academic idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Still. Jeez. Uh... Well, I'm, I've always I'm, been a, I've always okay. been partial to the Notre Dame fight song. Okay. Nice. Um, I'm going to alienate the Oklahoma crowd, and I'm going to say, um, well, and, and see, here's here's where I have a bit of a problem because, and, and this is now that I've discovered this within the last 24 hours, this is like causing me a little bit of an existential crisis here. Um, well, so growing up. I remember I remember my dad playing this all the time because my dad went to University of Texas and, you know, we grew up Texas Longhorn fans. And um, and I, I have a pair of Longhorns staring at me right here down in the uh, down in the, the basement studio I've got going on here. Um, so here's where I've got a little bit of a little bit of a crisis of, of uh, conscience here, too. I just learned in the last 24 hours that uh, the eyes of Texas that they would always play, that the Texas marching band would always play. Um, I have just learned that apparently they are protesting that song and they refuse to come back to play at football games until that song is removed because apparently if you dig far enough, there are some uh, historically questionable or racist things about the origins of the song itself. Huh. Which is really messing with me because I have known that song by heart since I was a little tiny kid. Um, you know, going to the Texas football games, throwing up the, the hook'em horns, singing the song. That was even like how I would teach my kids to brush their teeth for longer than 10 seconds. Right. Was to sing the alphabet song and then to sing the alphabet backwards and then to oh, sing geez. the eyes of Texas. Hmm. So... We, we would do the alphabet song. We'd sing the alphabet song forward, and then we'd do the alphabet backwards. And by the time we'd get to the ZYX, we, we'd start with ZYX, WVUT, and go that way. And then we get to the end, instead of saying, and now I know my ABCs, we'd say, and now I know my XYZs. Mm-hmm. Or, now I know my ZYXs. Next time, won't you sing the Eyes of Texas? And so then we'd go into singing the Eyes of Texas. And by the mm-hmm. time we finished all three of those songs, I mean, it had probably been about a minute and a half or so. Sure. I figured that's long enough yeah. to brush your teeth. So so now I found this out in the last 24 hours. I'm like, huh. Well. Unfortunately, if that you stinks. back in the history of a lot of songs, you're going to find that. So it's going right. to be an interesting few years, I think. Right. So mm-hmm. so I, I would say I'm, I'm going to keep that as my choice. Uh, but I'm also going to recognize that I just recently discovered that um, there, there may be some problematic things about that so i will uh, i will continue to process that as as a uh, growing human being there you go and uh figure some of that out but yeah that would have been my answer all right man yeah. all right well i think that's probably going to do it for this episode episode number 343 uh we're almost to 350 that seems kind of weird it's like yeah, i feel like we just did 300 not that long ago and I, I don't think we're going to do anything special for 350, but I, once we hit 400, we'll we'll do something special for that one. But Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
All right. Well, if you want to find out more about our show, you can head on over to 30podcast.com. Uh, there you can find past episodes. You can uh, rate and review the show. You can sign on to be a Patreon supporter. You get access to some of our exclusive Patreon episodes there if you choose to go that route. Um, you can also join us for a show. There's some other uh, tiers on there that you can join at where you either get to tell us what to watch or you come on with us. Um and uh, so there's lots of good stuff there. We've got actually coming up next week will be our episode My Girl. And we've got uh, Greta is one of our new Patreon co-executive producers that's going to be on with us next week. So we're really looking forward to that. Looking forward to Very cool. having her on the show. So looking ahead to the rest of this month, we've got My Girl, Thelma and Louise, Fried Green Tomatoes, and Soap Dish. Our March Patreon episode is the top three favorite songs from 1990 and 1991. Our April uh, movies are going to be Doc Hollywood, The Hard Way, L.A. Story, Career Opportunities, and the April Patreon episode is going to be Raiders of the Lost Ark from 1981, making its 40th anniversary this year. And then May is going to be Boys in the Hood, Bugsy, The Last Boy Scout, Point Break, and our May Patreon episode hitting its 50th anniversary this year is going to be The French Connection. So that's what we got coming up in the next two to three months or so. So if awesome. you want to see some of those movies, go find them now, and then you'll be all caught up by the time we cover them here on the show. So thank you, Bo. Thank you, Pat. As always, gentlemen, it is so much fun to talk movies with you. Thank you, John. Thank you, John. Agreed. Great time. All right. Everybody, uh, go watch some good movies. Maybe go play some football if you want to. It's, it's a little snowy outside right now, so there's some good padding if you get tackled. But... Uh, Go, up, go play some football. Go watch some good movies. And we'll see you back here next time. Be excellent to each other, too.